Hello and welcome to another episode of the IT News Podcast. On the show this week, we're speaking to Shane Azim, the Head of Technology for Network and Infrastructure Engineering at Australia Post. He's been running what's been billed as the largest telecommunications transformation in the country. And it's a project I thought I was relatively well across the details of. But it turns out there's plenty more to this transformation than what's made it into the public domain to date. And so we're very pleased to have Shane on the show this week to provide a really detailed look at this transformation, as well as where Australia Post is going next. Please enjoy the conversation. You've obviously been overseeing a major network and telecommunications transformation at Australia Post. I was just wondering if you could maybe take us through, at a high level, the business case for that project. Thanks for having me, Ryan, and appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Australia Post is a 200-year-old company with up to 5,000 sites, 90,000 extended view of workforce, and 80,000 connected endpoints. So we embarked on a path for best-of-breed technologies in our telecommunications space to enable the business to be always on. The aim of that was to reduce downtime and improve our network availability, improve speed to market, which was about accelerating our service onboarding, increase our staff engagement by improving our communications between all lines of workforce, as well as improving the productivity, improving our customer experience by reducing wait times in our customer contact centers and driving obviously cost efficiencies by ensuring that not only are we getting the best of breed technologies, the best of breed engagements and a multi-vendor approach by simplifying the telecommunications service landscape. The aim from all of this was to support business growth for new products and services and really deliver resilient technology that would steadfast Australia Post in the modern digital age when it comes to the way these type of services are delivered and architected based on the business requirements. So as a result, we went to a go-to-market for these technology streams. And across these streams, we broke it up into four categories, which was our network technology tower, which is about the always-on central management and modern networks, which is delivering us into a pathway of a ability to drive the foundations for that speed to market and products and services faster. We then had our second category, which was the communications and collaboration stream. This was about central communications platform and centralizing AV technologies from our facilities partners into IT to standardize how we have collaboration spaces or workspace technology groups within our business and in our facilities in a modern fashion, but also by ensuring that it has a standard pattern and a way to do it to reduce the complexity of the technology landscape out there. The third stream was the contact center stream. And the contact center stream was about centralizing our workforce management and optimization platforms, having an omni-channel routing platform and a smart IVR technology. It was to enable our contact center partners and business units there to be able to have a fair view across the workforce and really be able to engage with all parts of the business through our linkages through CRM technologies, but also to improve the customer experience and how they actually handle calls and how our agents actually operate between knowledge articles and other systems. The last stream was the mobility and endpoint management stream. And obviously, the main factor there is just to improve the modern type of mobility plans that we wanted to enable our business to reduce the amount of ask in regards to is it excess data and things like that and really move to just a worry-free platform in regards to how we leverage and consume services. 
but then also to steadfast our way to get ready for different types of technologies out there, such as machine-to-machine technologies or IoT or connected devices, and also to centralize the management of our device fleet, whether it's a laptop, a mobile phone, or a tablet, and really have that central management across the entire purview of Australia Post to enable us to get that one step closer to zero trust as an environment and really steadfast how we actually manage our platforms or our devices in a consistent way based off the user job archetypes. With such a wide-ranging project and presumably over several years, has the business case evolved or changed over the course of that project? Definitely the expectations of the business case has changed, but it really hasn't moved away from its core values of what we actually set out to achieve. Obviously, it's been a very challenging environment, as we were talking about before, and we're still pretty much in the crux of it. From a perspective over the last few years, we've had to be realistic as a business and adapt to the environment that's around us. And how do we change to make sure that we get the best outcome for the business right now without overshooting for where we thought we'd want to be in certain avenues. A great example is our contacts in a business space with a substantial amount of business growth and challenges with the environment that's currently present and the e-commerce boom that's come out from every lockdown and things like that. We've really had to be in an environment where Yes, they can onboard people fast enough and they can cross-skill and train their agents to get the right type of technology out of it. But then how do we ensure that we're not disrupting them too much during this period? And how do we ensure that the transformation doesn't cause a poor user experience? So if they're not ready for some of these technologies, we've had to delay the delivery into a further pipeline view into the next financial year instead. So we've looked to push some elements out into a more BAU or business as usual operations form of delivery for some of those key items that they just haven't been ready for during the period of COVID, essentially. I imagine that is quite a challenging thing to do at a time when there's a lot of buy-in for digital transformation generally. So there hasn't often been a greater push or drive at a really general level and particularly from an executive level for digital transformation. So I imagine having to sort of rework some of that at a time where there's a high appetite for change and transformation is an interesting kind of process. You're absolutely right. In the current environment where executives are asking for large-scale digital transformation and really pushing a different type of engagement with customers for Australia Post as a business, I think the important part is to make sure that when you do deliver technologies that you're not creating a poor customer experience or user experience for these services that you're delivering. And if we're not ready to embrace it in the timeline that was set out by the program due to the environments that are around us, then it would be a smarter move to just push it out just slightly into a different delivery mechanism to ensure that our customers get the right experience from our business. It sounds like you're saying the change becomes more ongoing in that sense as well. So rather than just within the specific confines of a specific transformation package of work, some of the change can be ongoing depending on the changing requirements of the business. Definitely. And I think with new ways of working and what this current landscape and environment has taught us is that you don't necessarily always need large scale programs and transformational pieces of work to get stuff done. If you've set up the right type of mechanisms and engagement between yourselves and the business or technology and the business in a partnership manner to keep delivering through your business operations as usual in the new terminology of agile methodology, 
you can still deliver these type of mechanisms in a future period without large-scale transformations. And that's where we're starting to see with our partners the whole customer success process really come out and drive forward these type of methodologies to help shape our business to accelerate at that kind of pace is also. So just going back to the network and telecommunications transformation, you obviously mentioned a number of different streams there. Can you talk a little bit about the structure of the project delivery and sort of how you're going in terms of the deployment and rollout? The structure of the program overall for us, we've had really strong leaders or I've had really strong leaders surrounding me as well as my delivery partners. And we've structured the program in a way where the worlds of operation and delivery becomes one group. And that's been a real integral factor to drive the success of this program. The team has been structured, obviously, with a fantastic program director, They've had a PMO team that's been across four towers or streams that we discussed before, but as well as transition and service readiness. Each one of those streams obviously had their own project management team, which would be consistent of a PM, a project coordinator, the business analysts, as well as the engineers and designers and architectures group, as well as security that comes from the overall operations team. So we haven't leveraged completely just a partner base. The partners do the delivery and the mechanism and the design where Australia Post has done a lot of the governance and reviews and ensure that it's going to be fit for purpose within our business. The one team mentality has been supportive of pushing through different types of governance forums across this. So we've had fortnightly delivery governance groups across each tower, as well as a overall program control board, as well as a program steering group from an executive layer perspective. So the overall aspect from each tower has flown up into how it's being managed and performed across the business in the program control board, which then goes to the executive team to really keep the finger on the pulse as to are we meeting the benefits? Are we actually delivering on time? Or what are the decisions that need to be made to actually keep the program going in the right stead and the right forward fashion in those monthly governance forums? In parallel, we've also had our partners across each stream set up weekly operations with our normal operational engineer groups and service delivery teams as well as in those operations forums, a monthly governance forum as to how's the account going? How's it overall structured in that sense of are we meeting the KPIs? Are we meeting the SLAs or the service levels for our customers? Are we delivering the right type of technologies and what are the things that we're seeing? So while you've had a large transformation go across stream and do a delivery mechanism with the whole operations group completely as one team involved, You've also had an operations team in parallel do the run of the business while it's getting delivered and ensuring that everything's meeting the fit for purpose needs of what we need to serve for our customers. But also, is there any changes that need to be made that gets fed back into the delivery program to actually ensure that it continually ensures success? And did you want to briefly just talk about the partners that you're working with? In networks, there's Comcenter, who obviously now changed to Oro Group. In communications and collaboration, that's been in partnership with Cisco and Telstra across the WebEx platform and the telephony platforms. 
our contact center stream is with engage or live person across the whole contact center platform and how it's delivered for our business and the endpoint management and mobility stream is telstra in partnership with vmware for workspace one on how we manage our devices so each one of those streams and those partners have been quite solidly at the table with us to ensure that we drive that kind of success for the business And where are you at in terms of the deployment and rollout? Obviously, as we've seen with the progress of some of the streams, you've been able to hit scale relatively quickly and really start to drive a lot of change within a number of sites on a pretty regular cadence, but I'd love it from your perspective. Yeah, so obviously if we talk tower by tower, collaboration was obviously finished and is now in VAU almost a year back. We COVID or the situation of the environment really forced us to accelerate and really push that platform out to the business to get them to work remotely as quickly as possible but also kind of gave us the opportunity to refresh the rooms as quickly as possible while no one was there. So it was a bit opportunistic in that fashion of a positive and a negative in that circumstance. The unified endpoint management in the mobility stream is still going. It's almost closing out from a project perspective. We've done up to 11,000 endpoints from a laptop and a mobility aspect or device aspect. And for that program structure, although it's closing out, it's now in a business as usual mechanism to actually continue that rollout successfully as devices are coming from factory or as we go through our lifecycle management processes, as well as in a normal operational fashion. So that's been a very successful stream because one of the biggest challenges was in regards to getting the different types of operating systems to be able to be delivered at pace quite quickly in in the first aspects of the delivery. The contact center stream is in its last mile, so that is closing out. We're looking to finalize our transition from legacy telephony platforms in that space to a digital telephony platform coming into the contact center stream there. And it's got some minor transition elements there to close out. So that stream will be closing out over the next month or two. The networks rollout, which is the major focus that everyone seems to know about the most, is around 93% complete. We've got around up to seven large sites left to do from a physical local network transition from a hardware perspective and Wi-Fi technologies as well as up to 200 sites to go from your smaller types of model sites. So we had broken up our sites into standard patterns to ensure that they could be rolled out quickly, as well as adapting across the technology as best as possible with the modern landscape. And that's changing on a daily basis for the network stream. I think we're now at the crux of the end where Australia Post is so vast and across all of Australia where it's really getting to a point where you want to be able to make sure it's as operationally or efficiently as viable for the delivery as possible. But with COVID being one of the biggest challenges, it's truly been what I would say an amazing collaboration that I've seen between our partner Com Center and the delivery team, as well as the business to push to really try and get it all done within time. So I do look at that and I go, the teams really pushed the boundaries and learned very quickly from any failures and felt safe to change and mold and encouraged to keep persevering. 
And I've got to take my hat off to the group as a whole there because there have been some quite significantly hard-hitting sites in Australia Post when you think about the size of some of our delivery centres. And to see that going into its last final mile is quite a proud moment, I'd have to say. I feel like we maybe covered it a little bit when we're talking about the business case, but maybe if you can give us at a high level what this has done for the business, the transformation and sort of how you're measuring the impact of the different streams of work. Australia Post is very interesting, or my role at Australia Post has been very interesting, where it's really shifted now from talking about impacts to talking about new ways of doing things or different types of technologies or solutions to actually meet what they require, which is fantastic. I think the business has got a free mind now to start thinking about innovation and new ways of leveraging platforms from that perspective to really drive forward different types of services and experiences for our customers. One of the biggest things that we've been measuring across the program is obviously our incidents in the network space now are up to 80% proactive, which is improving real-time communications to our customers on service impacts. And also from a business impact time, it's significantly improved by over 50%. And we've been ensuring our customer levels of service can be assured with an always-on service. So it's been very different in the way that we're been able to adapt and change the way that we communicate to our customers about what's going on and really giving them that forward view of any types of impacts and anything that's occurring for them to really change a decision to go from one place to another place or store in another sense. Our technology groups have significantly reduced large-scale incidents by over 30%, and it's ensured that the business can focus on customer needs and pivot towards new products and services for our customers and drive that different type of experience. With our collaboration platform, it's been increasing by up to 40% and allowing our business to really communicate across all groups within our environment and have the pulse to support our customers through effective communication channels across the business. There's some marvelous things that you see in Australia Post of what we do of sometimes people getting scammed, they've sent money. Being able to have these communication channels between all groups is able to really get people on the ground as quickly as possible to stop the scam from being completed, essentially by retrieving those assets for some of our customers. And I think it's quite impressive as to how the team corrals together to actually accomplish that with some of these technologies. So it's been very impressive to actually watch and see how it goes. But we've also been able to see our project teams and our operational teams corral as a group, obviously, as one team. And our engagement score, although it's been a very challenging two years, went up, which I would have to say is one of the things that I think my senior leaders, such as Chrissy and, and Munro, but even for myself, I look at that as one of the proudest things that I would actually say. So it's going up for an engagement score by up to 10% is quite significant. We can now deploy devices straight to our customers or our users from the factory in a secure manner. Getting our staff on board as quickly as possible, obviously in this hybrid world, is very important, as well as from a rollout perspective and what the technology has actually enabled. It's enabled the acceleration of pace by probably up to 50% in delivery to stand up new sites. So we've effectively shaved out the time to stand up some sites. And I 
I think there's been some memorable moments over COVID where we've had phone calls on a Saturday saying there's these three sites that are going to be stood up for storing additional packages, et cetera, et cetera, and watching the group corral around it and being able to deliver it now with these technologies, which normally previously would have taken us over 12 weeks in significantly under five, was quite mesmerizing to actually see. Some of the new innovations that are quite public is we now have mobile retail vans for disaster areas being able to be enabled by this technology. We've got things that are coming up in the works that I probably can't really talk about, but we're really striving to deliver a new customer experience for tracking is an enablement of understanding the estimated times of your delivery as a mechanism of foundational technology now being in place, but then also a different type of experience for our customers when they come to the store in future that we're starting to think about. So it's been quite an achievement, but then also there are different ways of what we're trying to measure. And it's really changed from is a site online, offline to really showing a different way to talk about customer outcomes and linking the technology quite significantly to what it means from a business impact for our organization have serious conversations about what next and how to actually drive it forward further. What's next for you and what's over the horizon in terms of the work that you're doing as a group and also as a function within Australia Post? We'll always continue to modernize and structure our technology to enable the business at pace. We've had, obviously, an incredible year with laying down foundations for continual implementation and delivery and automating some large efforts across our technology groups to actually give them that ease to be able to have more headspace to focus on the meaningful. We're starting to engage on our core data center network to move that to the same sort of model as the edge and bridge the worlds together in that software defined world to ensure that we've consistently got that simple view whilst enabling the highest security posture and a balance of simplification and use for our business. Some of the other opportunities within our environment that are starting to take off based off the technologies that have been deployed, but then also the upcoming investments is around the connected devices or IoT of the world and how that actually has brought together our engineering groups out in the frontline workforce for our delivery centers closer with IT groups to really work together and champion different types of experiences and thinking about how we can improve a different type of customer experience or product experience for our business. So that's something that I'm actually quite excited about. But then we've also opened the channels, obviously, to machine learning, which is quite well known and being able to really crunch data and have it analyzed through the least path of resistance. So over the horizon is quite exciting at Post. It's always investing in simplifying technology and really striving to push the boundaries to drive that different type of thinking for our customers. Just on the IoT stuff, is there an existing array of sort of sensors on equipment and plant and trucks and other things that you're able to leverage off in the first instance? There are existing connected devices within our network. There are upcoming talks I'm having within our technology groups with some of my senior leaders in regards to how do we bridge the gap and how do we bring that together to really transform the difference of the experience. So there's obviously been well known about the digital twins and things like that and how you leverage all the telematics across the business to actually drive that forward is going to be quite important for the organization as a whole, but also for our customers because they're the ones that truly will benefit where we have 
have an understanding of every aspect of our business, they can have a different type of customer experience and control over what is actually possible with their delivery cycles. And just finally, I feel slightly bad about asking what excites you about 2021 because I feel like Australia has gone into a completely different space <laughs> now. Um, uh, maybe 2022, what excites you about 2022? <laughs> uh, 2021 and 2022, I think for myself, I'm excited about seeing one transformation leading to another transformation and what it actually means for our business in how they connect and how they really try and change and adapt for our organisation. I think that the main thing that excites me is the world of smart cities and what that brings with this whole evolution of connected devices and everyone getting excited about what is the possible of technology when it's all connected together and how can you get the data out of it as much as possible to really transform the digital experience within an enterprise or an organization or for your customers. So for me, I'm really excited to see what Australia Post brings, but I'm also really excited to see what other enterprises bring when we start talking about how they leverage their connected devices to really change the products and experiences for their customers. That was Shane Azim from Australia Post, and that's the podcast for this week. We'll be back with an exciting new interview next week. Until then, you can catch all the latest headlines in Australian IT over at itnews.com.au.